Brady Saar, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with uh, Sierra Doctor. We'll also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. World Weather Incorporated says significant snowfall continues to be expected from western Nebraska to eastern North Dakota, where 12 to 20 inches will be possible in a relatively narrow band. Surrounding areas can expect 6 to 12 inches of snow. Northern Plains experience or will experience the greatest snowfall through Thursday, but lighter snow and blowing snow will occur from Thursday through Saturday as a low-pressure system pushes across the region. With heavy snow coming down across the Midwest into Wednesday and Thursday, livestock producers should take cautions. NDSU Extension Livestock Stewardship Specialist Gerald Stucka says nutrition should be changed with colder weather. Just a few things to keep in mind. Cows tend to eat a little more in anticipation of storms. It's like in the feedlot. It's when we have, we call them storm rations. You'll notice those that read the bunks that the intakes are climbing. And the risk of that in the feedlot is that you you go too far with them and you create a little digestive upset in those feedlot cattle. And so storm rations are, are designed to cut the energy a little bit but feed them a little more so you don't have those episodes taking place. Either that or you, you actually hay them a little bit instead of just feeding that high energy ration. Stucca recommends keeping a close eye on weaned calves following the storm. When, uh, stress in, in animals becomes compounded. So if a calf, let's say the weather's really bad and you can't even get over there to feed them, you know, they'll hunker down, but that's a stress on that animal. And so let's say the weather is wet, the insulation factor isn't there for that calf. He goes, doesn't eat for a day or so, and we put him back on feed and maybe feed him the same ration that they've been on. Be real careful, maybe limit a little bit if you can. Maybe put a little more hay out there if you can just so they don't add a little digestive upset to an already stressed system. By that, I mean the calf system. And so they come down with things like respiratory disease and or coccidiosis. South Dakota Cattlemen's Association is on their final day of their annual convention in Pier. Cattlemen's President Eric Jennings says policy meetings take up the, the bulk of the convention. Uh, yesterday we started out with some policy committee meetings. We do those committee meetings that allows our members to bring forth a concern that they might have uh, in their operation or in their area. Uh, we get together and talk about that concern and see if it's an issue that, that we want to develop policy for. And if it is, we develop that policy through the committee meetings that carries over to today when we uh, would approve or deny that policy through the entire membership meeting. So it just allows us to have a, a true grassroots effort there that where a member can bring forth a concern uh, or an issue and, and we develop policy. And Jennings's tax expectations and the carbon pipeline are a few of the loudest concerns being addressed at the meeting. We've had some policy come forward concerning the pipeline, uh, the carbon pipeline that's being proposed in eastern South Dakota, uh, how that affects producers and members with eminent domain. That's still to be decided as, as we work forward on that. Uh, there's also been some questions about uh, taxes. That's always a concern to make sure that that there's no new tax proposals coming from our legislative uh, legislators that, that would affect us uh, tax-wise. You know, there's always a concern that if we change the tax structure that it could adversely affect 
uh, farmers and ranchers. And the Cattlemen's Banquet will be held tonight. We're the Cattleman of the Year and friend of the South Dakota Cattlemen's Association Awards will be announced. Communication is key to the vitality of agriculture, but telling the story can be challenging. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Those working in the agriculture industry make up less than 2% of the population in the United States. National Cattlemen's Beef Association President Don Schiefelbein says communication with the other 98% of the population is extremely important and has to be done in ways that may make some people uncomfortable. You have to make sure you talk to the audience as they are, not how you wish they were. And that's what our industry has to do a lot better at. We have to realize that as much as we'd like them to be John Wayne's out there. There's more Justin Bieber's than we'd like, right? And so we better, when we position beef, when we start talking about the importance of beef, we have to use terms that some people are uncomfortable with. Terms like sustainability, right? And we have to explain how beef is part of making this whole environment better. So I think that's where the kind of flip has to come in. Schiefelbein also says the beef industry needs to be a team. Disagreements need to be put aside to better communicate big ticket items to people with limited knowledge of agriculture. Discussing ideas is how you make things better. So as marketing is concerned, boy, we've gone through 150 years of trying to figure out what's the best marketing angle. And to this point, there's not been a strong consensus. So what I keep telling folks is don't let those 10% of issues like marketing keep the group from doing the 90% of issues that everybody agrees on. Things like environment, things like fake meat, etc. We can't let our guards down and lose the 90% because we can't come on same ground on the 10%. Reporting for the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Following a surprise inflation number this morning, Bauer trading market analyst Ben Cash says traders will now be watching the action from this week's Federal Reserve meeting closely. Yeah, and I think that's what the market's telling us. Uh, they, you know, with the little cooler inflation number, I mean, still a problem, but um, you know, we're starting to see these prices ease a little bit and. You know, the bond market is higher, uh, bond yields uh, coming down a little bit because of that stronger bond market, and that's why we're pressuring that dollar. Uh, so they can come with a, maybe a little softer, less aggressive tone on, on future rate hikes if they are going to, you know, maybe a quarter uh, percent or lower, uh, you know, in the future, or leaving it unchanged too. So I think that's what the market is starting to, to price in here a little bit is maybe a, a softer tone from the Fed out ahead. And Cash's focus on the dollar. Um, I think this this it, this move back to June uh, price levels on the dollar could make us a little more attractive out here uh, for grain exports or ag exports in general. Uh, so you know, keep that that um, focus there on that dollar performance. Uh, you know, that is obviously boosting and creating some buy signals here today. Risk on uh, type trade. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. A bipartisan group of U.S. Senators is asking the Food and Drug Administration to review the use of animal feed additives to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The European Union and Brazil are reviewing this option, but the United States has not taken that step. 
Without this tool, the U.S. dairy and beef industries are left with only conventional management strategies to reduce methane emissions. Fourteen senators have signed off on the letter to the FDA, including Minnesota Senators Klobuchar and Smith. The Dakota Innovation Research and Technology or DIRT workshop continues in Fargo today. It's co-hosted by NDSU Extension and the Sustainable Food Lab. The workshop will take or takes an in-depth look at soil health with breakouts, keynotes, and small discussions on practices to help farms, businesses, and programs. The U.S. dollar has been sharply low, lower following a better-than-expected consumer price index number. Eggmarket.net market analyst Jacob Burke says a lower dollar makes U.S. products more competitive. Yeah, we haven't been competitive. Whether you look at wheat, uh, some of the uh, you know our pork numbers, and, and that's that's more so of a global demand right now. But as as well as uh, just being competitive whenever it leaves our borders here, of uh, you know who can afford it, and you know this this will definitely be uh, allow us to play the game. Burke says traders will continue to watch economic signals from this week's Federal Reserve meeting. To see that what they've done is our consumers' price index to be lower now, uh, and when you take the core out, even you know it's lower as well. So I, I think that that's that's a that's a measurement stick of what has been successful, uh, and that's that's good. Uh, you know, it's good to see. Consumer prices rose 7.1% in November, which is the slowest pace since late 2021 and down from 7.7% in October. Report from the Wall Street Journal says gasoline prices uh, drove a lot of the decline. Market analysts and traders are expecting at least a 50 basis point hike in interest rates following this week's Federal Reserve Board meeting. Our year-end tax planning tips continue with NDSU Extension Farm Management Specialist Ron Haugen. Haugen tells farmers to consider income averaging. It's not the same as, as a net operating loss. It's just if you have a higher income one year, you, you, can, you can carry back. I guess carry back isn't the, isn't the proper term. You, should, you can fill up your, your, your previous tax brackets and, 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 and reduce your income liability for the current year. And um, sometimes it may be even advantageous to do an income averaging, even if it doesn't benefit you the current year, because by doing that, uh, you, you, it, may be benefit you, it may benefit you in future years. Crop insurance proceeds can be deferred with qualifications. You need to attach a statement um, to your return, and you need to show that normally you would sell that crop the next tax year. You need to, need, to, need to have some historical um, accounting of what you normally do, and then you can defer that. Um, you can also defer, let's say you sold some grain at the elevator, you can, you can def say, I want to, say, tell them you want the, the check the next tax year. Uh, you can do that as well, um, and you can, you can um, defer that to the next year. That's another option that can be done. Go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com, to sign up for the weekly FarmNet News newsletter. You can also download this broadcast and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. It's all at rrfn.com. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Rendering facilities can utilize byproducts of packing plants or processing facilities and add a little extra value to livestock. 
Farmers Union Industries CEO Dale Bernard likes to think of themselves as the ultimate recycler. We take a lot of products that uh, people would end up going in the landfills and uh, utilize them and turn them into a protein that gets fed back into the uh, feed ingredient business. Meat and bone meal, a poultry meal, a feather meal, a blood meal. Uh, we make another byproduct called uh, grease that gets uh, recycled into the feed ingredient business. We're uh, one of the bigger ones in the state of Minnesota, but we take products from all over. We deal with a lot of uh, packer, beef packing accounts. We deal with some poultry, bigger poultry accounts. Ultimately, we take the stuff that would end up getting thrown away in the landfill, and we process it through a system and turn it into a usable product. And Bernard's as poultry rendering slowed down in Minnesota over the past year because of highly pathogenic avian influenza. You know, the big impact that Hypath AI has had on us is the fact that the, the matter is that those uh, birds cannot get rendered. We're going to lose out on the, those pounds. One of the biggest issues that we're dealing with is that uh, not only do we lose those pounds from our standpoint, but that food's not going back into the uh, food industry. The turnaround time, especially on a turkey, is like 142 days. But the fact of the matter is when the disease hits, those birds got to get put down immediately, and it takes a long time for those facilities to come back up. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. March wheat, Minneapolis, six and a half cents higher, 9.22 and three quarters. Chicago March wheat now is down a penny at 753 and three quarters. Kansas City March wheat five and a quarter cents higher, 867 and a half. March corn is a quarter of a penny higher at 654 and a quarter. July corn a half penny higher at 648 and three quarters. January soybeans 20 cents higher, 1480 and a half. March soybeans 19 and a half higher, 1485. January canola is now $2.60 a metric ton higher, 875.30 Canadian. December live cattle, 45 cents higher, 154.85. January feeder cattle, 47 cents higher, 184.12. And December lean hogs, 45 cents higher at 82.40. Thanks for joining us. Have a good afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.